We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Thank you for being with us this Thursday edition. It's a very quick week. Have you felt it? We've been picked up by some sort of headwinds. Does it feel the way? I think it's because the Pirates have lost three in a row. Hmm. We're going there so quickly. I just, I'm so, I, I, I can't so get it out of my head. Well, just tell yourself, it's it's only baseball. They had a chance at the end mm-hmm. of the game, the top of the ninth, mm-hmm. and they couldn't. Jack Sawinski was up, and so was Connor Joe, and That's it. didn't pan out. It's only baseball, and it's early in the season. I know. Well, this um, was like the seventh game of the World Series. No, 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 you're absolutely right. right. And, I mean, I don't mean to be down in the mouth, because... Happy birthday to you, John. Fantastic. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Greetings to you. you, I, brought you I brought you a little snack. You already brought me a snack. I know, but this is a little birthday Holy snack. Holy smokes. Man, yeah. oh man. Happy birthday to me. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Yep. What'd you bring? Whoa. Listen. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. This is bica- Just, biscotti. This, yep. Mm, chocolate biscotti. There's vanilla with dark chocolate. Whoa. And then there's one dark chocolate with almond. You can hear me rustling here in the bag. This mm-hmm. is a... Uh... That's vanilla with dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. What, would you like a biscotti? No. Lex, want you. a biscotti? Birthday biscotti. It's nope. your birthday. It's your birthday biscotti. I exactly. choose to share it. That's sweet that, of you. That's what I do. I right. already had a little bit of your meatballs. Jeez, you brought me meatballs from... Uh, Dianoyas in the strip. Holy smokes. Mm. You're taking Happy care of me. Happy birthday, John. Thank you. Happy birthday. May the 4th be with me. Exactly. May, are you a Star Wars fan on this day? Bruce? I am. Of course okay. I am. How could you not be? Yeah, but you've only seen... Have you seen... Oh, oh look at... Okay. I assumed you had only seen the first no, three. No, oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. I've seen each Forgive and every me one. me for my short sighted. No, I was invested early on in the franchise. I'm a Star Wars lover. And, of course, you had boys, so you, you know, you're going to pick up the thread after the, you know, the prequels. Sure. So, yeah, yeah, we're deeply invested. And, of course, being born on May the 4th. I know it does. May the 4th yeah. be with me. Uh-huh. So how could I not be a far- Star Wars so fan? So will you watch something tonight, like a Star Wars Probably movie, not, a little no, no. clip of one, a, little a too bit? Far. No, it's not, not. Not nothing? No. Okay. No. What you? are you going to do tonight? Uh, we're going to go to dinner. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure after that. You and the fam? Uh-huh. Great. Yeah, get out there a little bit and have a Maybe little go dancing later? celebration. Well, you know, I'm in good enough shape at uh, See? at this time that I, I could if I wanted to. Uh-huh. Yeah, I made you shake and move. Wow, yeah. I would love to see it. Well, you don't really want to. Okay. No, I mean, I'd love to hear it's about not it. Not public least. consumption is what it is, and it's best left. Well, we let ha- a sleeping dog lie. We hope you have a terribly happy birthday. Thank you. It's already a great one. It really is. It's really, the good wonderful. thing about social media, I would say, the only true good thing about social media is that on your birthday. People near and far you reach hear out. from so many oh, people, yeah. Really... In fact, on our Facebook page right now, there's a picture oh, of John that not. I put don't up. Be, don't be promoting I that. already did that. And, and the so photo pe- of me is not can... exactly the best. I like it. 
And Jeez. you can I mean, uh, really. weigh in on Facebook or Twitter, oh, whatever you want to do, okay. and or Instagram, and give John right. your happy birthday All greetings. Right. I did not do that. I'm not looking for that, but thank you for I the I posted wishes. it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Great. All right. Happy birthday to me. Yeah, I like my you. birthday. Of course you do. Yes, of course, right? Coming up in today's show, is AI a threat to Hollywood writers? No. We'll talk about that in the 5 o'clock hour with Alyssa Wilkinson from Vox.com. Mm-hmm. Um, also in the 5 o'clock hour, is God male? Did you say you've got mail? No. <laughs> what? Is God male? Is God, is God a man? Yes. Is God male, M-A-L-E? Is he female or neither? You don't have to answer because Amy Peeler will, mm-hmm. professor of New Testament at Wheaton College. Okay. Um, that's coming up in the five o'clock hour. Also in this hour, we're going to talk about the joint venture that was just announced to build an under underwater space station. 20,000 leagues under the sea. Yeah. That's which, cool. Which is super weird. Very nice. Uh, plus later in the show, does this make sense? Okay. A lot more happier along for this edition of The All Ride right. Home. And I got some news for you. News? Mm-hmm. Is it a busy news day? Yeah, not Well, it's a weird news day. All right. But I have some items. Well, I guess our audience will be the judge of that. Mm-hmm. Here's the weird news, the top four at four. For Thursday, May 4th, 2023, it is John Hall's birthday. God bless you and thank you. Number one. Four members of the Proud Boys, including their former leader, Enrique Tarrio, were convicted today of seditious conspiracy for plotting to keep President Trump in power after his election defeat by leading a violent mob and attacking the Capitol January 6th of 21. The jurors in the case failed to reach a decision on the sedition charge for one of the defendants, Dominic Pozzola, although he was convicted of other felonies. The verdicts coming after seven days of deliberation in federal district court in Washington were a major blow against one of the country's most notorious far-right groups and another milestone in the Justice Department's investigation of the Capitol attack. Reading there from the New York Times, you can read more there with details. NewYorkTimes.com. Number two, hundreds of soldiers marched from Buckingham Palace to Westminster Abbey in the early hours of yesterday as part of a rehearsal. Yes, they're getting ready for King Charles' coronation ceremony on Saturday. And eager fans of the royals who've camped out ahead of the event were treated to a sneak preview. I like it. Mm -hmm. The 260-year-old Gold State coach, which will carry the newly crowned king and Queen Camilla on their return from the Abbey, was pulled along the mall. Members of Britain's Army, Navy, and Air Force marched along the route. The procession will follow. Buckingham Palace itself was lit up. As part of the coronation preparations, London's ancient Westminster Abbey, where the king will be crowned, um, has been illuminated with images projected to commemorate the royal family. Nice. If you've ever done a show, you know the importance of a dress. Yes, that's right. Give me the dress rehearsal. Mm-hmm. I'm. I guess I had not thought of that, but a dress rehearsal there. It's a large scale event. Yes, it is, and yeah. they do it once every seventy plus yeah, years. Exactly. Read more about that at CBS News. Number three. The death of four horses at Churchill Downs over a span of five days has overshadowed preparations for the Kentucky Derby. Two horses trained by Safi Joseph Jr. collapsed on the track and died over the past week. Two other horses also died as either a result of racing 
or training, including Derby Entrant Wild on Ice. Churchill Downs Racetrack said, while a series of events like this is highly unusual, it is still completely unacceptable. We acknowledge these troubling incidents are alarming and must be addressed. We feel a tremendous responsibility to our fans, the participants in our sport, and the entire industry. The deaths happening, though, in different manners point to factors beyond the racing surface. More to come on that interesting story, but very sad, covered by AP Sports today. And number four, Nazia Hashemayar, and I probably ruined her name, but listen to this. She's an anchor for a startup news outlet, AMU TV, headquartered in Sterling, Virginia, John. But its purpose is to offer a lifeline of credible news and info for Afghans starved of information not censored by the Taliban in Afghanistan. And that is your top four at four. Whoa, that's very interesting. So is it, what's the platform? So... AMU TV uh, was founded by two women, Afghan journalists, um, and I'm not going to say either one of their names just because I can't pronounce them, uh, founded their network last August, and it's an online news outlet. But now they have a satellite. So the satellite has just become available in the last few days. They offer coverage in Farsi, Pashto, and English. Its target audience is those within Afghanistan. 75% of its readership is Afghanistan. Of course, we know that female journalists cannot report there. Um, But since it launched in August, it has had over 100 million page views. Wow. Yep. So it's a newspaper? Mm -hmm. It's a newspaper. And it has an online broadcasting element, which has now been transferred to satellite just this week. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's really good news. Satellite TV, they say, is the most, according to the dispatch today, is the most popular source of info for people inside of Afghanistan, especially in rural areas where they can't get the internet. What's it called again? It's called AMU, A-M-U TV. Very nice. We'll take a quick break. Resemble. We are going to go to heaven next. Stay with us. 101.5 WORD. Dr. Charles Stanley. Until you come to the place of full surrender of your life to him, you will never discover the peace that you're looking for. No matter where you look, what you possess, it will not happen. That is not my opinion. It is the simple word of God. The teaching of Dr. Charles Stanley on In Touch, helping you grow in Christ every day. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. Doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling, specializing in roof replacements for churches and places of worship for nearly 40 years. For the church roof replacement specialists in Pittsburgh and the surrounding area, call 724-NEW-ROOF today for a free quote. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I should be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this. So just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898. 
9898 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're looking outside of big corporate control. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something worth watching. The new Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. SNC is home to Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Watch anytime on any screen, free 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. Have you ever wondered how, as a society, we have come to value freedom, human rights, compassion, and equality? Some people think these values are innate, natural, and universal, but history tells us a very different story. The book, The Air We Breathe, examines how these values can be traced back to Christianity and the world-changing impact of Jesus' teaching. Request the book, The Air We Breathe, today at truthforlife.org slash donate. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Seven two four new roof. Let us speak of heaven. William Glaze is with us. Pastor Glaze is the pastor at Bethany Baptist Church in the Homewood neighborhood here in the city of Pittsburgh. Hey, Bill, welcome back. How are things? Guest on the John and Kathy show. Let me be the first guest to wish you a happy birthday. God bless you, Bill. Thank you so much. <laughs> Amen. And, you know, when people ask me how old I am, mm. I, I tell them the same age as my gums, but I'm older than my teeth. So, <laughs> <laughs> It's an excellent answer, Bill. I think I'll take that up. <laughs> All right, Bill, before we go further, it was just a great pleasure. We had such a good time on Saturday sure with did. your congregation and with all sorts of friends of your congregation celebrating the opening of your brand new beautiful sanctuary. Amen. Thank you. And I really appreciate you guys coming. Uh, as you know, uh, you, you've been asking me for the last, uh, probably the last couple of years, uh, you know, what's going on at Bethany. And I tell you about our sanctuary and that we were just waiting for all the permits and everything. So we finally got them. And I'm glad that you were able to be here and share in that uh, grand opening with us. Well, it was, we were super excited, Bill. Fabulous. The sanctuary is excellent. I mean, you have every reason to be thrilled about what the, the future holds for Bethany. And, and, you know, I, I tell people, uh, you, they ask about Jesus, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And somebody might say, can anything good come out of the hood? So we got we got something right in the hood, brand, brand, brand spanking new, right in the hood. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's turn our attention to heaven, Bill. Um, you've been thinking about this and talking about it. What do we know about what it'll be like? Well, you know, uh, I, I, I like to share the, the illustration of a little girl and her mom, and they were walking out one starry night, and the little girl uh, turned to her mom and said, if heaven is this beautiful from the wrong side, what must it look like on the right side? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, uh, heaven is a place of uh, indescribable beauty. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, Paul, you know, even though he was alluding to salvation, you know, I believe that in part he was talking about heaven where he said that I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of people the things that God has prepared for them. So, you know, he heaven is a place of indescribable beauty. You know, I, I believe, you know, to, to maybe get some 
kind of sense, you know, if we go back to the Garden of Eden. Uh, and again, I, I think that heaven is far more glorious than that. But if you could just imagine what it must have been like for Adam and Eve, you know, to be in the Garden of Eden, that, uh, that beautiful garden, uh, I believe that heaven uh, is, is, is something of that nature that, you know, we, we can't even describe as a matter of fact. You know, Paul said that he was caught up in the third heaven and he saw things that were just un- unimaginable. So, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to put into words, you know, what heaven is, is actually like. But I believe that we can look at the scripture and, you know, we can see certain things about heaven and, and know uh, certain facts that are revealed in the scriptures. Bill, you, you hear this all the time, and I wonder about this. Uh, someone you love passes away, and people always say, well, that's okay. They're looking down on you from heaven. Now, what do you think about that? Well, you know, I, I will say this, that uh, in heaven, I believe that there's a certain awareness uh, that people have of things that are going on here on the earth. You know, for instance, you know, in Luke 15, it said that heaven rejoices when one sinner repents. So that seems to indicate that uh, people in heaven or uh, angels and people in heaven uh, know what's going on here on the earth. And then even when you look at uh, Samuel, uh, he knew what was going on with Saul. And uh, when Saul was, you know, uh, consulting the witch of Endor, he seemed to know that. Uh, But I, I would say this, that, you know, I believe that, you know, our loved ones are so occupied with worshiping, with serving God, with learning, with ruling, and all the other activities that are going on that I don't think it would be heaven if they were up in heaven, you know, 24-7 looking down at our lives, especially seeing maybe some of the wrong choices that we make or some some of the things that we do or even see those times when we are in danger. How, how can that be heaven for somebody looking down at that? So, you know, what I believe is maybe at certain times, if there's something special going on in our life, I believe that God kind of, you know, calls us over and he kind of pulls back the curtain of heaven and allows those, uh, you know, our loved ones maybe to look down and see something special that's going on in our lives. But to say that, you know, they're con- constantly surveilling the earth to, to see how we're doing, you know, again, I think that there's far more greater things that they have on their plate in heaven than uh, keeping an eye on our lives here on this earth. Reverend Bill Glaze is with us from Bethany Baptist Church in Homewood. Uh, what about relationships? I mean, we're used to we're used to the order of things here. Uh, you know, we're used to moms and dads and siblings and spouses and neighbors and all that sort of thing. What do we know about what uh, how those will transform? Well, you know, the, the first thing that I that I want to say, and I, I try to make this clear, you know, even when I'm teaching classes on heaven, is that in order for our for, in order for us to see our loved ones there, that they have to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So, you know, if our loved ones have accepted Christ, uh, we will see them again in, in heaven. Now, you know, there's a couple things that I, I want to say. And, and first of all, as far as husbands and wives, and, and this might be good news for some husbands and wives and bad news from, for other husbands and wives, but, you know, Jesus said that there's no marriage in heaven. So when we get to heaven, you know, you know, it's not like, you know, I'm going to live in a mansion. Me and my wife are going to live in a mansion together uh, because Jesus said, you know, there's no there's no marriage. We're going to be like the, the angels who are not given in marriage. So, uh, you know, so that's one relationship that will, as we know it here on this earth, that will not continue on. 
in heaven. However, you know, I, I do believe that when we get to heaven, you know, we will know our spouses and we will uh, remember those special memories that we had and share in those special times. But as far as marriage, as we know it here on this earth, you know, it's not going to be like that in heaven. The second thing I would like to say about relationships is that, you know, it there will be infinite uh, meaning in, in relationships in heaven. You know, if you think, you know, how meaningful, you know, people in our lives are today, especially our family, and you take that and transfer it into heaven, you know, just think of the of the richness of, of the relationships, the fullness of the relationships that we will have in heaven. You know, in Psalm 16, it says, in his presence is fullness of joy, and at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. So I believe that, you know, we're going to get uh, un ending joy out of the relationships of heaven. We're going to get unending pleasure out of the relationships in, in heaven. And, you know, those that we were related to down here, it's just going to be beyond uh, imagination, the relationship that we have up there. And even, you know, when you think of Adam and Eve and when Adam and Eve sinned, you know, what was the first thing that, that they did? They covered themselves up. And so, you know, in a sense, you know, there, there was a part that they were, they they had turned off from one another. They had hid who they were. But in heaven, you know, uh, it's, the relationships up there will not be affected by sin, and there'll just be an openness in those relationships and a freeness in, in the relationships of heaven. So, you know, brothers and sisters and, you know, cousins and all uh, all our relatives, you know, we, we will just, you know, relate to each other, you know, unlike any way that we related down here. And, you know, the other thing that I was thinking about is just think, of your great, 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 great ancestors that knew the Lord mm. and uh, and how they might have prayed for future generations. Mm. And, and, and just think of the connection that will be made when we meet those uh, ancestors, you know, that we had no idea who they were. But, you know, we'll be able to have a significant relationship with them going back to, you know, generation after generation. So that, that's going to be exciting, too. Wow. Bill, this is fascinating, all this. I love it so much. So w- what about this? I mean, I lo- love the idea of seeing everyone who I'm connected with in heaven going way back. But what if I'm up there and I'm worshiping and then all of a sudden something comes to me and I go, wait a second, is my dad here? I haven't seen my dad. Right. Yeah, and that that's probably I mean, here on this earth, you know, to think about that thought, you know, it's 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 a sad thought, uh, because if uh our loved ones, you know, didn't accept Christ and they're not there, that, you know, down here that we will, you know you know, we think about that and how sad it will be. But you know, in, in heaven, you know, it, it talks about the fact that, you know, uh in, in Isaiah sixty five that the formal the former things will will be you know forgotten. So I you know I believe that even though we might have an awareness that our unsaved loved one is not there, that you know we'll just be so overwhelmed with first of all the sense of being in the presence of God yeah. that that will overshadow you know any other relationship that mm-hmm. we might have had here on this earth. And then I believe that somehow you know God will minister healing to us uh, in our in our minds and in our hearts and in our glorious state that you know it, it will not be something that will uh, cause sadness in heaven, because in Revelation 21, it says that he shall wipe every tear from our eye. So even though we might realize that our loved one is not there, it's not going to be a sorrow of heart. You know, like I said, you know, on this side, when we think about it, you know, there's a there's a grief to think, well, you know, 
uh, maybe my circle might be broken and, and one of my loved ones didn't get in. But once we get there, I believe that, you know, God is going to maybe let us have that memory that our loved one is not there, but it will not be any sorrow in it and that it will not be any grief in that in that memory. Amen. Mm. Boy, it's hard to picture that, Bill. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember when I was in uh, Colorado, I, I belonged to, I, I was in Durango, Colorado, and I, uh, I belonged to a, a, a church, and they sang a lot of country music, uh, country gospel, and one of the songs that they would always sing, you know, Will a Circle Be Unbroken? And, you know, I, that, that song used to really just uh, speak to my heart to make sure that, you know, I was doing all that I can to make sure that my family, you know, knew Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, so that that circle, when we get to heaven, will not be broken. Mm-hmm. Boy, isn't that the truth? That's beautiful. Uh, Bill Glaze is with us from Bethany Baptist Church. Uh, Bill, uh, we started out the segment by talking about how we just had such a great time at your church, John and I, on mm-hmm. Saturday, celebrating the new sanctuary. And we love the music. Tell us about that. Tell us about who was involved and how great they were. Right. Well, our, our uh, worship leader... Uh, and Minister of Music is uh, Dr. Herbert Jones, and he is uh, involved in, in several groups across the city. Uh, you know, he's a worship leader at uh, several churches. He also leads several community choirs. And, uh, and that group that was up there singing were actually people from our church, you know, that, uh, that have a heart, you know, to, to just lift up uh, the voice of, uh, of praise to the Lord and to sing to his honor and glory. So, you know, that's a that's a taste of what we get. Now, they, they sing uh, two Sundays a month, and then we have a young people's group oh. that sing the other Sundays. But uh, that we get a, that's, you got a taste of what we get, you know, two Sundays a month. And, uh, and then when the young people sing, man, it's, uh, it's, just, it's just as uh, powerful. That's cool. Wow, that is awesome. Well, Bill, thanks for extending that invitation to us. Loved it. Thanks for shepherding such a really wonderful group of people. Without a doubt. And listen, for our listeners, if you're out there on a Sunday morning, you want to stop by Bethany Baptist Church. Bill, what time do you guys gather? We start at 1030. Fabulous. Bethany Baptist Church. Information, of course, on the web. Pastor William Glaze. Bill, always a pleasure. Talk to you next month. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. For a bunch of years now, we've been telling our story on Christian radio stations across the country, meeting thousands of awesome people like Lindsay here, who was nice enough to share this with her radio station. This is our dream home, and through United Faith Mortgage, we were able to make it even better than what it was. Ryan answered all of our questions. We never felt like it was too dumb of a question. They were so kind in how they responded and so quick, and they met all our concerns that we had. They were just a huge blessing to our family. You absolutely have to use them. They are the best. Over the last few years, most of our homes have boomed in value. If cashing some of that out would help you, whether for home updates or paying off credit card debt with much higher interest rates, we are United Faith Mortgage. On all refinances, we pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing for 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. 
Hi, this is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and best-selling author on safety and preparedness. The fact is, things are getting downright scary for everyone who's storing their wealth in the banks. We just saw the collapse of three major banks, and I would urge you to consider protecting your wealth ASAP. If even a tiny percentage of Americans attempt to withdraw their savings, we would see a collapse of the entire banking system, sending us into a modern-day Great Depression. Fortunately, there is a way for you to avoid this. It starts with contacting Advantage Gold. If you have an IRA or 401k, Advantage Gold can help convert those paper assets into physical gold and silver. This is the process that I recommend everybody use as a hedge against rapid inflation and to protect your retirement wealth from the banks. Take control of your financial safety today. Call 800-900-8000 to get your free gold investment kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Want it done right? Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. I always had to be so good, no one could ignore me. Carve my path with data and drive. But some people only see who I am on paper. The paper ceiling. The limitations from degree screens to stereotypes that are holding back over 70 million stars. Workers skilled through alternative routes rather than a bachelor's degree. It's time for skills to speak for themselves. Find resources for breaking through barriers at tailorpaperceiling.org. Brought to you by Opportunity at Work and the Ad Council. It will be chilly tonight with a moonlit sky. Tonight's low 37. Partly sunny skies for tomorrow. A great day to be outside. Tomorrow will reach a high of 65. Clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 42. Sunny to partly cloudy Saturday. A great day to be outside. We'll reach a high Saturday of 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The first underwater space station of the ocean to study marine life and uh, the planet is closer to reality now that the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administrative and Proteus Ocean Group have agreed to develop and build the underwater habitat. Proteus will be built off the Caribbean island of Caraco, the National Ocean... I'm sorry? Curacao? Uh, C-U-R-A-C-O. Mm-hmm. Curacao. Yep. Thank you for that, Kath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Uh-huh. Uh, They announced Wednesday after signing a formal agreement last month, the new lab will allow scientists, innovators, and even private citizens to live underwater for extended periods. I can't think of anything more terrifying. To live under the ocean like that? I'd rather live in space. Now, what's interesting is, oh, I would not. You know how dangerous that is? What, you you think it's not safe to be living under the ocean? Yeah, but I wonder how deep... You'd explode. You're... I wonder how they, they don't mention. I'm reading here this article from the United Press International joint venture announced to build an underwater space station. They don't go into details about how large the underwater right. space station is, how many people, and how deep you will be. Well, Curacao, what is it? Curacao. You're deeper than 12 feet. You're, you, you can't live. Yeah, but access to the or earth, at least 20 you're feet. on the earth. Yeah, but you're, you, you're, your whole body would be Crumbled. completely crushed. Right, right. I, I, I think underwater is super scary. 
It's so beautiful. Like, yeah. Have you it? ever snorkeled or Never. anything like that? Oh, Uh-oh. my gosh. I'm a little scared. I mean, I love to swim. I've been swimming my whole life. A little scared of that. Mm-hmm. Not I saying I wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Not saying I wouldn't do it. But I am a little scared of it. Yeah. Also scared of going into space. I think that's, <laughs> I mean, that's a whole. Hopefully neither of these things will be required of me. We could do the ride home. This or that. The ride home in space or underwater. Both terrible options. What would what, would you go underwater first? No, I'd go out into outer space first. No. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? No, I don't. Th- I don't know. I think I don't know. All right. Well, we're there's good no right third here. option. No. Okay, it's not this or that yet. So. I mean, we're in Green Tree. Where the heck are we going? That's right? right. It could be worse. All right. Human consciousness. We've got that sometimes. Sometimes. That's next on the ride home. Mm-hmm. 101.5 WORD. How can we connect with people about what we believe when the world is full of constant noise? Sean McDowell is here to help. Everybody's yelling in caps to try to get attention. Well, what does it mean to be a contrarian today when everybody has a voice and everybody has a microphone? Choosing truth, justice, and love in the noise of today's world. Next time on Family Life Today with Dave and Ann Wilson. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. Based on healthy non-smoking, 30-year-old female with a 20-year term policy, rates may vary. Eligible policies and estate planning tools can vary by state. It's a busy life. You have enough to worry about. So here's a great way to check life insurance off your list. It's called Ethos. With the thought of medical exams, forms to fill out, and the cost, it's easy to see why life insurance can fall to the bottom of your to-do list. But at Ethos Life, we've got your back. For about a dollar a day, you could get a quarter million dollars in term life insurance without a medical exam. Just go online, answer a few health questions, and... Snap! Family protected. You could get a quote in seconds, apply in minutes, and be covered in hours. No medical exams, no blood tests, no hassle. Right now, with your purchase of an eligible policy from Ethos, you'll get something else important to your family. Tools to create a legal will. A $449 value, yours free. Ethos, the 100% online, hassle-free way to get affordable life insurance. Get your free online quote now at ethoslife.com. That's E-T-H-O-S life.com. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Rooter Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner, Bob Bill, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Rooter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412-Rooter2 today. New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. (laughs) 
we've been hearing a lot about chat GPT and mm-hmm. is something a machine sentient? Can a machine speak for himself, herself, itself, whatever that machine is? Human consciousness, of course, obviously deeply complex. That's why we're happy Cy Gard is with us once again. Cy's a regular guest on our show. Cy's a, a biochemist. He is the author of The Works of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. Hey, Cy, uh, happy to have you. Welcome back. Thank you. Glad to be here. Cy, as John said, we've been talking about AI. Um, and so just to use that as a jumping off point to talk about human consciousness, um, how do you have concerns about about AI? How, as a scientist, do you look at it? Well, uh, I think AI is an interesting tool. Uh, I don't have any question in my own mind that uh, has nothing to do with consciousness. What I see AI as being is, and I'm not an expert on this, this is just my own opinion, uh, is a very... Uh, profoundly complex and well-engineered computer program that just simply grabs information from many sources and parrots it back. I did an experiment uh, of of asking ChatGPT about myself, and the results were really hilarious. It got a lot of things right and a couple of major things absolutely wrong. Interesting. (laughs) And I think the reason is because See, when, and this has always been true in the difference between uh, computer intelligence and human intelligence. In fact, it, it, it's related to the old uh, story about how you can tell whether a computer is, whether what you're talking to is a computer or a human. And you can just tell because computers will make mistakes and not realize they don't have that conscious way to check that what they've just said or done is wrong because they're just following an, an unconscious program mm-hmm. that that ineffable mysterious thing that we call consciousness cannot be duplicated and there are uh, roger penrose who's not a christian he's a one of the most famous living uh physicists has said that consciousness cannot be reduced to a program Mm-hmm. And uh, and he has a proof for that, which is a little bit over my head, but it has to do with, you know, with physics and logic and some very important theorems uh, in mathematics. So, uh, yeah, AI is a great tool, I think, just like, you know, the Internet is a great tool and computers themselves are great tools. But there's, they're not connected to the issue of consciousness. That remains a fundamental mystery about the biology of humanity. Mm -hmm. So, Cy, one of the most beautiful things I think we witness, if you're fortunate to see it in person, live in front of you, and especially if it's your child, is when a newborn baby is brought into this world. And Mm -hmm. there is new life and new consciousness. And so talk to us about human consciousness whether it's the beginning of life or the end of life, as a sign of God's creation? Well, I, I, I think you just said it. Consciousness, is a, to me, is a sign of God's creation because we don't really have any alternative explanation for why and how human beings are conscious. 
you talk about a baby. I've had, uh, let me see, let me count. Uh, I've had five children <laughs> and five grandchildren, and I, I've seen kids grow up. And, um, you know, it's when they're three or four and they look at you with that look and for the first time say something that just just sends you over the moon. They yeah. say something that they're not a baby anymore. They've suddenly been able to reason to rationalize and even to fool you, <laughs> you know, in ways that are, are very human. Mm -hmm. And that to me, that that's, that's miraculous. And literally, and the reason I say that is because, you know, if you ask a naturalist who doesn't believe, you know, in God and, and creation of everything by God, including humanity, how do you explain consciousness? They will go through a story about, oh, it's the brain is very complex and the nerve, and you know, there are neural pathways and this has all been uh, studied and, and published. No, it's no, that's not true. It has not. We really, the, the people, the scientists working on consciousness will admit the, that they don't know what it is. <laughs> To the point where somebody like Daniel Dennett, who's an atheist philosopher, denies that consciousness is even real. He thinks it's an illusion that we have an illusion. Uh, because there's no way to explain it. And and, of course, to say that consciousness is an illusion is all I can say is that's a pretty good illusion because look what it you know, that's why we're talking to each other. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're we're no other animal can do this. You know, this is a human thing. Right. And. So then side, the idea of like, you know, follow the science where, so where's the science in consciousness? I mean, does it come to a dead end? It, it has come to a dead end. Now I'm not saying, I don't want to, I never want to say a God of the gaps argument because, you know, that's forbidden. But the fact of the matter is that it's very hard to even conceive that we will come up with an answer to this. I mean, I, I have, I have a friend uh, who's, who's a scientist, a physicist, who has published a, a very interesting paper. It's very technical, but the bottom line of this paper is that the neurobiology that has come out in the last decade or so seems to indicate that our conscious minds are not really entirely explained by our brains. Hmm. And and that's profound because what it means. So so then what what is it? Right. You know, it's something else. It's something. So it's that, something it's, that's non chemical yeah non non-physical and there's a theory which of course up until very recently was completely discredited by naturalists which is that consciousness actually came before physical reality because you know it's it it's fascinating i mean we we are the most conscious of all creatures, but we can't deny that there's consciousness of some degree in some animals. I mean, anyone who has a dog sure, will, sure, yeah. will tell you that. So, uh, wait, so people, so consciousness came first and then needed a body? Well. To live in? If you think about it, yeah. that's, as Christians, that's what we believe. God was the first consciousness. And that creation came from God's consciousness. And but, but you're saying that, that scientists outside of a understanding of God also think that? I don't know, but they, there is actual evidence to suggest that that may not be crazy, that in fact uh, it looks as if 
since the, since we really can't explain, <clears throat> excuse me, consciousness and many other aspects of human, you know, soul, human minds uh, and, and souls and what, whatever we want to call it, we can't really explain it looking at the data. And I'm talking about data from neurobiology. Uh, you know, people have begun saying, well, you know, maybe consciousness was there and, and that came first. And when we think things, we're actually, you know, perhaps what consciousness really is. And this, this sounds like it's way out, no. but it's being taken seriously by many people. Perhaps consciousness is really a transmission uh, of, of knowledge mm-hmm. or of information through the universe. Mm-hmm. And we are very good transmitters. Yeah. And so if we are aware of consciousness and mm-hmm. then we're aware of God, that relationship, that transmission, it tends to make sense, right? That prayer in some yeah. ways is a super highway to God's consciousness. Yes. Yes. You said it, you said it very well, John. I, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> well, I mean, I love this. I mean, the idea that, I mean, our bodies are disposable in, in many ways, right? I mean, you, you see that all the time. People can live in extended periods of what uh, disability or whatnot mm-hmm. and still suspension. Be, yes. And right. still have consciousness. Well, even, even more. And, and this goes to what I was saying about data. You, you can destroy not just the body, you can destroy a large part of the brain and you will still have conscious people. They're, in other words, they, the, the, uh, the seat of consciousness, the place where consciousness exists in the brain is not findable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, fast, that is fascinating. So I we never just, thought about that. No, I love it. So we were just talking about heaven with our last guest, Sai. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you take this further, right, the losing of the body and the ascension of the soul into consciousness in heaven is, is just in some ways back to, an, a, dare I say this, a more natural state. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I believe that, but that, you know, that's a matter of faith. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, but what's fascinating to me is how the science, uh, is no longer, you know, in opposition to many of these issues. It, it's not, I'm not saying that all scientists, you know, have come to believe in the reality of the soul, but, uh, I believe that will happen at some point, you know, long in some point in the future, right. because not, the data is pointing there. I saw a movie years ago. I think it's called, I'm, I'm going to get this wrong, 27 Grams, something to that yes, effect, that. where there's a story, you know, the, so the, 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 the supposition is that if you would weigh a person while they're alive, they weigh X. After they mm-hmm. pass, they mm-hmm. lose 27 grams. So what's the 27 grams? The soul, the consciousness. Now, I don't know if that's true, but I'm just saying yeah, that's, that's a, what this whole that, right. conversation in some way reminds me of. The the absence and the addition of with the physical body. I mean, it's science. Right, and, but I'm not sure it's weighable because right, I would. Right, I, right, right, of course. This may not be, we not, may not be talking about matter. Right, uh, right. We're talking about something that's ineffable. Uh, and, you know, and if you think about it, it fits in perfectly with what what if we try to define what consciousness is, you know, we we end up with things that are extremely non-physical. I mean, we it includes thing it includes creativity. I mean, we the kind and when I say creativity, I'm covering a huge ground. 
I mean, uncovering science, art, mm-hmm. you know, literature, <laughs> everything the humans do that nobody else does. Right. And so, all of that comes from our consciousness. And, and you know, it's it's remarkable that we can do the things that we do. I, I discussed this, I checked, I discussed this on the show about two years ago, uh, something about human exceptionalism. And uh, but I, I didn't focus on consciousness at that point, if I remember. I was talking about creativity. But the two are very closely linked, in my view. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember years ago, and you probably do too, I remember um, uh, the, the science fiction magazine called Omni. Remember that magazine? Yeah. Um, and, the, you know, there were many stories or, you know, the science fiction, you know, uh, which I'm a fan of. I mean, I like the idea of science fiction. Mm-hmm. It tries to answer or delve into questions of which exactly what you're talking about today in some way. Um, right. When you think about this, whether it's science fiction or fact-based, whatever that might mean, um, are there resources? Where do you go to? I mean, I mean, you're talking to lay people here. You look yeah. at this different than you know you and I. You know, from a scientist scientific perspective to our perspective, there's a wide gap here, obviously. Yeah, and and it's it's difficult because the scientific work being done in neurobiology, especially human neurobiology, neurobiology is is basically uh it it, it's obviously starts with a naturalistic premise like all science does has to these days i mean or has for forever ever since science began so you 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 don't you can't talk about a deity or anything that's you know supernatural or not easily uh determined by scientific methods so it's difficult to find uh literature and and it is very technical. It's some of it's way over my head. I'm not a neurobiologist, and you know it's it's its own field. But uh, there are such resources, and I do believe I have a few references in my in my book uh, to that. But there, if if you if you do a, a thorough search, uh, looking for you know the neurolo- the neurobiology of consciousness, many references will come up. Uh, I can't guarantee they'll be easy to read, but there are articles, some articles that have been written uh, in other magazines that may be more accessible, but I haven't looked into that. Thank you, Cy. That's Dr. Cy Gart. Cy, we're over time, but that was interesting, and I'm super excited that you were able to join us again. Uh, Sorry we couldn't see you face-to-face on Zoom. Hopefully we'll have our technical things back up and running for next month. Yeah, well, you haven't missed anything. uh, (laughs) Cy Gart. The works of his hands, a scientist's journey from atheism to faith. Uh-oh, going through the bills? By the look on your face, it doesn't look good. Oh, hi, hon. Just trying to keep things covered. With these increasing credit card interest rates, we barely get ahead on what we owe. Not to mention the monthly bills and the loan we had to take for the car repairs. We're not alone, though. Jen told me they wouldn't have survived without accredited debt relief. And now they're debt-free. Hmm. Accredited debt relief? Yeah, she said they were amazing and gave them a solution that reduced their payments by over 40% and had them on a path to be debt-free in less time than they thought possible. If you owe more than $10,000 in credit card debt or other unsecured debt, you may not have to pay it all back. If you qualify, there are programs available to you right now that could significantly reduce what you owe. A hotline has been established to call Accredited Debt Relief to see if you qualify. The call is free, so call now. Call 800-939-5050. That's 800-939-5050. 
800-939-5050. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. South Point Telecom specializes in electronic chimes for your church or community center. Replace or upgrade your existing bells with affordable, high-fidelity musical carillons. This is Don Hoder with 30 years' experience at South Point Telecom with audio, video systems, office phones, and computer cabling. Phone me now for a quick, affordable price, 412-646-6262, or go to southpointtelecom.com. Studies show decades of increased taxpayer spending per student has failed to improve educational performance. Can't we do better? Pittsburgh's Christian schools say we can. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Pittsburgh Urban Christian School in Wilkinsburg. If you're looking for a safe environment for kids to learn, where character matters and academic excellence is served by highly qualified teachers, consider Christian education. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. Fast Company. Uh, have you ever read Fast Company? It's a magazine, yes. a website, right? I, I think I've been. I, I haven't said I've read. I've read the magazine, but I have been on their website. Uh, so they produce this thing every year called World Changing Ideas. Okay. I haven't seen that. Uh, I just saw it briefly here. World Changing Ideas. Uh, they they sing, uh, signal out um, uh, forty-five different companies for their ideas, uh, which are varied and. Um, Wide-ranging, I should say. Uh, so they, they go to, here's an idea for the advertising sector, something called Native Sportscasters, a campaign to broadcast Mexico's World Cup soccer games in six native languages. Now, that'd be interesting, right? It'd be, it'd be a difficult Whoa. thing to do. Yeah. Six no native languages at one time. You have to find people who can call a game in that many languages? Yeah. That mm-hmm. would be pretty tough. Uh, something called Greenlight Match, an alternative college admission platform that makes it easier for first-generation and low-income students to apply I for college. I think that would be outstanding. Mm-hmm. I think that's so needed. Yeah. The Double Asteroid Redirection Test from John Hopkins University, a breakthrough defense test from NASA to divert potential asteroids from colliding with mm-hmm. Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Palmless, a palm oil alternative made with precision fermentation aiming to prevent further deforestation in the tropics. Okay. Wait, say that. So it's it's a it's like a, an alternative to canola oil or, uh, or a seed oil, oil or mm-hmm. to palm oil. Made okay. with precision fermentation okay. aiming to prevent further deforestation in the tropics. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, something called... Pintatex, 
a vegan leather made from Dole's pineapple waste. Nice. Which is now used by clothing manufacturers around the world. I love that. Mm -hmm. uh, books on... Uh, uh, intelligent sensor fusion guidance, a conceptual device to help firefighters manage electric vehicle crashes by visualizing how to extinguish battery fires. Boy, you ever seen a, a oh my Tesla gosh. on fire? I've never seen a Tesla on fire. Sure. But I've you know seen that's a coming. regular car on fire. It's shocking. Battery fires are really hard to stop, to contain. So anyway, Fast Company, 45 great ideas, and they're putting them out there for the world. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Access. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. House Republicans request an FBI document they say alleges a criminal scheme involving President Biden when he was VP. Republican House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer from Kentucky this week issued a subpoena demanding that the FBI produce a record related to an alleged, quote, criminal scheme involving then-Vice President Joe Biden in a foreign national. Comer sent a subpoena to FBI Director Christopher Wray, giving him until May 10th to produce an unclassified FD-1023 document, which is generally defined as a report from an informant. In a statement, Comer explained that the FD-1023 document allegedly details an arrangement involving an exchange of money for policy decisions. Edwin Mora, Washington. The Dow is down 360 points and the Nasdaq losing 61. This is SRN News. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the Digital Marketing Specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, 101.5 Word FM and Salem Surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. Tuning into the baseball game, monitoring the incoming storm, catching your favorite talk show. These are just a few of the reasons more than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio each month. And did you know AM radio is the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping us safe in dangerous times? It's reliable, free, and public safety depends on it. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Persecuted believers in Asia, they love their enemies and they count it all joy to suffer for the Lord. This is Bible League International. Abir is a former Islamic leader in Bangladesh. When he became a believer, he was beaten, verbally abused, his home was vandalized, he was forced to move to another city, and he was labeled a traitor. But he holds to the precious promises of God he reads every day in his Bible. I asked Abir, we were beaten, we were cast out. It's so easy to hate. 
people that do this to you? He said, no, I love that. Most of us here in America cannot relate to the level of persecution that Christians like Abir in Bangladesh and others throughout Asia are facing on a daily basis. Let's send them the word of God they need and crave to be able to endure and persevere. And that's why we're holding this campaign, Fan the Flame. $5 sends a Bible, $60 sends 12. Help us bless 5,000 Bibleist believers in Asia by calling 800-YES-WORD. 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 Or click the Bible League banner at wordfm.com. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. It will be chilly tonight with a moonlit sky. Tonight's low 37. Partly sunny skies for tomorrow. A great day to be outside. Tomorrow will reach a high of 65. Clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 42. Sunny to partly cloudy Saturday. A great day to be outside. We'll reach a high Saturday of 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Happy to be with you on this Thursday. Despite reports of declining worship attendance and religious affiliation, six in ten Americans say that they pray. A new study reports. Okay. I'm reading from uh, Religion News Service. A higher percentage... 85% that they engage in a spiritual practice to connect with a higher power, whether prayer, meditation, mindfulness, reciting affirmations, or spiritually based yoga. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) no. Prayer is the most common of the five practices. Okay with 39% of Americans saying that they practiced meditation and 38% practicing mindfulness. What is mindfulness? What I, I think it's praying without God in it, in the equation. What, what are you doing then? I'm just... I'm a, well, I'm, affirmations, you're kind of telling yourself true things about yourself. You know, I am worthy. I am loved. Cranky. I am cranky. I'm cranky. <laughs> the reason I, you know, I'm laughing, I... I feel no. I feel badly for chuckling because I'm not trying to be holier than thou yes, or superior because yes absolutely not but w- this is why I'm giggling is I feel like humans go to extraordinary means to get in touch with something other than God and if I didn't have God in my life and I'm incredibly grateful I do I just think it'd be a very depressing exercise for me because I'd be getting more in touch with me. And I just don't think I would ever find any joy or contentment there. Less me. Exactly. The last thing I need is more More of me. me. Anyway, getting back to me. I mean, I just like I just (laughs) I can just see the, the me in that 
existential story being profoundly unhappy. Well, and cranky. I, I would. My only positive, at least, people are trying to connect. Mm-hmm. That would that would be the positive. Okay. But I, I do get, you know, of course, you do want to roll your eyes and be a little snarky, but I don't want to be like a jerk. I don't want to be that. Either. No, and I don't want anyone out there listening to think, oh, yeah, she thinks she's oh, so spiritual. She's like, in I touch. don't. I really don't. I'm just trying to figure it out like everybody else. Okay, so here's a survey. The survey right, uh, was released today. 1,700 Americans were surveyed uh, by the Radiant Foundation on May 4th, which is today yes. the National Day of Prayer. It showed that U.S. adults who pray often do so at dawn. I I don't believe I've ever prayed at dawn. I have. Okay. I've been cranky. Okay. When you were doing it, but you did do it. Uh, or when they awaken. So that could be nine or so. If, sure. If you're fortunate. <laughs> uh, or at bedtime. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. More people report that they pray in their car. 61% than in a place of worship. 46%. Okay, so more it's the ride home. It is the ride home. So people are praying in their car more than they're praying in a church. Mm-hmm. 46%. Or a synagogue people, or anything. Yep. 46% of the respondents of the 1700 say they go and they pray in a church. 61%. Believe me, I pray I in mean, my car all the time. I pray, I pray in my car a lot more than I pray in church. Because you're I mean, in your car and, a lot and more. And I go to church every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I'm praying. All, yeah. Right. I and pray in my car there, all the time. My own driving habits and those around me. Right. <laughs> Right, exactly. Right. Right. I mean, I I have a friend who used to say, your true self comes out when you're driving. So we need all the prayer mm. possible. Because if it's if our, if our good and bad comes out when we're driving, right. no wonder there's all that craziness on the roads. Right? No, that's a good point. Um, let me see. What else? Uh, a distinct majority of those who pray, 87%, say that they believed that they have received an answer to their prayers over the last 12 months. Okay. 87% of people. Okay, that's really high. Yep. The top reasons cited for prayer were for a loved one in crisis, mm-hmm. 76%, or when someone else was sick, 71%. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, eight in 10 reported regularly praying by themselves. Um, more than three quarters of those who do pray use at least one spiritually related object when they do. Uh, popular objects uh, based Some on a provided list of 20. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, prayer beads or rosary beads, 18%. I mean, so what other people are using? Uh, they're burning candles, uh, a journal. They've got a pillow or a kneeling pad. This might be a stupid question, mm-hmm. but when you were Catholic, yeah. were rosary beads important to you? Yes. Okay. Mm, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I have rosary beads of like my parents' rosary Do beads. You? Oh, yeah. That are like, you know, family heirlooms mm-hmm. in some ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And always at a Catholic funeral, when someone's in a casket. They're always clutching those beads, whether they ever held them or not. Right in life. Right. Well, so um, do you use prayer beads? Do you have anything like that? No. Now? no okay. No, no. I don't either, but I've thought about it. Well, there is power in that. Um, my aunt. Patsy, I mean, not not power in the beads. No, but, but there's power yeah, in the in the tactile the journey yes. and the repetition yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. the process thereof. I think so too, and I used to think that that was crazy. It's not, but it, I don't think it is. No. It's, a, it's just a roadmap. Yeah. But it keeps you on track. Right. right. It keeps There's you There's nothing focused. holy within those beads. Right. Right. That's all. It's like AAA. Uh-huh. Right? Wait, it's like AAA? You know, like a trip guide. Oh, like the trip tick. Yeah. That's all it is. Good little. <laughs>
a little marker there. I Here's like where it. Johnny started. He's going oh, around. Okay. Here's where he finishes. Okay. Things are better in the end. Speaking of Johnny starting, it's your birthday today. Big time. Happy birthday, John. Happy birthday. Hey, sir. God bless the fan you. is here. God bless you, that sir. That is wonderful, John. Yeah, happy birthday. birthday. Thank you so much. You made my birthday. Holy smokes. You brought me meatballs mm-hmm. from... Dianoyas. Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. In sauce. Yes. It was off the charts. Three big... I just wanted you because you were you were perseverating about meatballs maybe uh, two months ago. Yes, and I thought I need to stick that in the back of my head so when it's his birthday I'll get some Dianoyas meatballs right, well, because I do think they're delicious. I need to stick perseverate in the oh, back of my mind because right. holy smokes I do. Man, and then yeah. at the top of the you brought me some biscotti. Yeah, Dang. vanilla with dark chocolate. It's a very nice option. Nice. So mm. your mantra is you're trying to fit in your pants and John. Yep. Go for it, my exactly. friend. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. No, I love it. Thank you so, so much. Well, happy birthday to you. Mm, fabulous. Coming up next to celebrate John's birthday, is God male, female, or neither? What? <laughs> okay, it doesn't have anything to do with Nothing. John's birthday, but we are going to talk to Dr. Amy Peeler from Wheaton College about that. How does gender fit into the person of God? We'll talk about it next Thursday edition. Right home. 101.5 WORD. The current school year is not even over, but Word FM is already talking about heading back to school. Back to school! If you've ever considered sending your child to a Christian school, but the cost was holding you back, check out the WORD half-price tuition deals now at wordfm.com. Send your child to a school that's teaching them the same values you're teaching at home for the full year, but only pay for half. See the complete list of schools now at wordfm.com slash Tuitions. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And, and we're, we're the, the owners, owners of South Coast Tax. We started our company 10 years ago in an effort to help our fellow Christians experiencing tax issues resolve their matters by taking a simple three-step approach. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys that specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers of compromise with awesome results. We're also a small firm who will treat you like family not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation. And we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. Proverbs 15.22 says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS debt behind you for good. Again, that number is one 800 tax 1176. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he's discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now has a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. Hey, this is John Hall. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code WORD. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 to get your MyPillow 2.0 
everyone knows now. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Boy, we've had a lot of conversations about gender in the Western world over the last five years. Um, And when people who already believe in God start to have that conversation, Mm -hmm. then it takes on a little bit of a different uh, nomenclature, vocabulary, um, because theologically speaking, we know that we're made in the image of God. So does that mean that God is gendered? Is, is, is God a male or is it God a female? Is God neither thing? Um, and what does it even may, mean that we're made in his image? And these are just, I mean, the very, very first questions to ask because we could be having this conversation with Amy Peeler for days and days and days because of the complexity of these issues. But we're happy to welcome her back. Amy Peeler is Associate Professor of New Testament at Wheaton College and Associate Rector at St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Geneva, Illinois. Amy, we're glad you're here. Wow, I'm so glad to be with you all today. And you're right, we could fill years of conversation on this topic. All right, Amy. So let's talk about made in the image first. Um, Mm. Genesis tells us that uh, God made man in his image. He made them male Mm. and female. Um, So what what I think that the second half, some people tend to forget about or or perhaps just don't notice. Mm -hmm. Talk about (laughs) the implications. Yes. And so even in that sentence, right, that's already quite complex because you have a statement of a singular being, man, and then the very same thing is said about male and female. So I think God, in complete goodness, said, this is complex, and I'm going to let you know from the beginning, and these are complicated sentences. So it's important to pay attention, especially in the Hebrew there, the original language, that that translation of God made man, uh, that's the Hebrew ha-adam, and it definitely can be a man, but it is also a way of talking about humanity as a whole. And so I think that's a little bit more helpful to say it's a statement of God made humanity, and humanity is manifest in male and female. That helps us to know that it's not quite so dissonant that we might first hear. And then, of course, you get Genesis 2, which kind of draws that out, right? Genesis 2 kind of expands those sentences to say there was one being, um, a man, uh, and there's a little bit of debate there, but maybe I won't go quite down that rabbit trail. There's this being, and God says it's not good for him to be alone. And so from his own body, God constructs another being that is his uh, partner and male and female to do the task of stewarding creation that God has called both of them to do. So maybe that's a good place to start, that it, this is not kind of a politically correct translation. It is in the fabric of the Hebrew itself 
both male and female bear God's image. And this was a radical statement and many times and places in the world, this statement of of total equality. And it's right there at the beginning of our story. The very, very beginning of the Bible, there it is, made in Mm -hmm. his image. And so then Mm -hmm. we jump ahead to the New Testament, and then God's Son comes to the earth in the form, the physical form, the Son of God as a man. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is God and Jesus is a male, um, that leaves us with another thread, does it not? (laughs) It does, it does. So sometimes when people ask me the question, is God male or female, Uh, my then response is, well, what do you mean by God in that sentence? If we're talking about Jesus, then absolutely we would say he's embodied as a male. But that does not mean that God, the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit before time is male, because that's the grace of the incarnation, that God became human and God took on flesh, but God didn't have flesh before, right? This is a radical entry into the human situation. As John one fourteen says, he takes on flesh and he tabernacles among us, right? He dwells with us. So that is not a reflection back into who God has always been, because Jesus himself says in John 4, as he's talking with the Samaritan woman, God is spirit, right? And we know throughout the scriptures, Old and New Testament, that God is creator and creation is different from the creator, right? Mm -hmm. God uh, is not embodied until God decides to take on flesh. And I might add just a little bit more, although we might need to have a whole other session on this. (laughs) It is quite striking that when God takes on flesh and God the Son is male, that that, uh, that his body happens through a process of virginal conception. His is not a normal birth, right? This is the Christmas story. So it's very interesting that actually his body comes from a woman alone, Mary. So I think you actually have a very fascinating echo of in this male body that comes from a female, from female flesh, that's very resonant with that statement in Genesis that we were just discussing. Image of God, male and female, somehow mysteriously brought together in the Savior himself. It's beautiful. For listeners who um, aren't familiar with the Bible, Amy, or who don't Mm, know, um, let me just break in and say that Genesis is at the beginning, the very beginning of the Old Testament. The the story that Amy uh, is talking about here, uh, when Jesus is born, is at the beginning of the New Testament. And the Mm -hmm. fascinating thing about the Bible is even though people tend to open it up and you know, just read it, like see where it flops open and we'll see, we'll find this passage and see if it's meaningful. Um, It is a book like any other book. So you would expect Mm -hmm. that the end of it has to do with the beginning, right? Because you wouldn't pick up any other book and assume that we're just going to read a page here and a page there. You would assume the end has to do with the beginning. And that is the way it is in the scriptures as well, is that the end has to do with the beginning. So the fact that it's the same story being told, that interconnection Mm -hmm. of male and female, female and the the touch of the spirit i don't it, mm. it it's all, that's all through the scriptures right yeah. in a in a myriad of ways i mean we look at the uh, powerful stories of you know uh 
judges. Uh, we look mm. at Ruth. We look at uh, mm. Miriam. These are just, you know, people I'm, we look at Rahab. Um, we look, mm. these are people I'm, I'm mentioning from the Old Testament. You look at the incredible honor that Jesus bestowed mm. on the women in his circle and the way he lifted them uh, in such a, a lovely, kind, dignified mm. way out of society where uh, they were often, you know, pushed off to the side. I mean, to mm. me, the whole story of the scripture is a story of God loving men and women together. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that is the thread. I mean, you definitely have to take serious some really harsh sounding statements, some hard stories in this arena of gender. But when you read consistently, when you read the whole thing through and then kind of step back and take the 30,000 foot view, I think it is un- it is incontrovertible. It's undebatable that God values both men and women. There's just no other interpretation to come to. Although I often encounter people that say, it sure sounds like a boys club. You know, there's maybe I've only heard about the kind of men who do prominent things. But just as you've named, Kathy, there are so many hidden stories maybe that people haven't paid as much attention to. But they are absolutely there. And the narrative consistently says, God values and calls forth men and women to do this task of bringing the kingdom, of stewarding creation. That goodness has been present throughout, and it's present in church history. It's lovely to reflect on the saints, men and women, who have done powerful things uh, to serve in the kingdom. Dr. Amy Peeler is with us. She's an associate professor of New Testament at Wheaton College. She is the author of Women and the Gender of God. Um, Amy... So throughout the Bible, God shows himself in a maternal love and a paternal mm-hmm. love. Those two mm-hmm. things, you can clearly see those things. But for some people, the idea of Jesus in a maternal way or God in mm-hmm. a maternal way, it rankles some people. Right, right. And and that's, I understand, you know, sometimes we're just uncomfortable by things that feel new And even more, I would say that people who are rankled by this idea, they are correct that while God displays maternal qualities, or at least is spoken of in a maternal way, the rock who bore you, right, in in Mm. Deuteronomy, or Jesus talks about, God, I long to gather you up, Jerusalem, like like the birds under the wing of a hen, right? You have these maternal pictures. It is the case that the names for God are masculine. And I've spent a lot of time thinking about father. So I recognize that, you know, there is a disparity in how God is described. But again, if we pay attention to the narrative as a whole, there is affirmation, even in this father language for God, that this language is given to us as a gift to know that God cares about us with that intimacy that a father would care for a child. But in no way is the Bible transgressing its own affirmation that God the Father, the first person, does not have a body, (laughs) is not a male being. But that language is meant to communicate, uh, first and foremost, God's eternal relationship with Jesus, and then the family that we are brought into as adopted sons and daughters. There's a lot of complexity there that I'd love to say more, but just to leave with the affirmation that if we believe that God is God, and God is not a creature, and we are given the gift to call God Father, 
then I think we can follow the lead of Scripture itself and say, you know, if God's not a male being, then God is not limited to masculine or male qualities. Let's see how Scripture says that God reminds us of, in the way that God cares for us, reminds us of a mother as well. And they're absolutely present throughout. I've got a friend who's written a book, Mallory Wyckoff, who goes through all the imagery for God. The book is called God Is. And it's a beautiful picture. Scripture gives us so many images. We aren't left with just one. Because God is beyond anything that we could ever comprehend. Dr. Amy Peeler is with us, Associate Professor of New Testament at Wheaton College and author of Women and the Gender of God. Uh, Amy, I'm just going to ask this blunt question. Why is what you're saying controversial? (laughs) That is really a profound question because... I know the title of my book might seem a bit threatening. I don't mean it that way. And if one was just to pick it up, you'd see basically I'm just doing a lot of reading of the Bible because it's all there. But as you named at the beginning, Kathy, we find ourselves in a cultural moment where this discussion causes a lot of fear, right? There's confusion and fear and there are different camps and sides. But I would hope that believers could say, you know, I trust the endurance of God's word. I trust God's goodness. So I have the assurance to even have conversations that might feel threatening and hard Mm -hmm. because I trust that God's in control. But I think that's the primary reason that we we find ourselves in a time where this is scary. And moreover, we've got to be honest as we look at human history, including church history, that there have been egregious persistence. There's been an egregious persistence of misogyny. Mm-hmm. The, the serpent who came to attack the woman, as Eve tells the story, that's been a feature of human history. And I think that is uh, the work of the enemy to get men and women to fight with one another. And to be on opposite sides. Um, exactly. Exactly right. There's no, reason, there's the no reason that it should be oppositional. Precisely. Precisely. Right. And that's that's what the serpent did. Tried to divide this unity. And then Jesus comes and breaks down those walls of division. Now, that language is from Ephesians, and that's talking about Jew and Gentile. But I think it absolutely applies to the reconciliation that Christ brings between male and female. Amen. That's good, Amy. Thanks a lot. We're, we're grateful that you are here with us and to explain this in very simple terms to, Right to the us. pedestrians that we are. Yes. We, we very much appreciate you bringing it down to our level. Well, it's, it's good to have the conversation, and I'm still learning how to speak with clarity, right? I can write 100,000 words. Yeah, but, but it's a whole different thing to talk directly. about it, right? It was clear as a bell yeah, here today. Yeah, it was. Thank you, Amy. Women and the Gender of God, Amy Peeler. Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. You have a special event coming up in your life, a shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods, then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, 
date, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm fresh catering from the Springhouse. Listen to this, 120 witch doctors come to Christ. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, and I visited Indonesia in Southeast Asia. It was there that I met Pastor Tandi, who befriended a witch doctor and invited him to come hear the gospel on the island of Papua. The man named Polly came, but he brought 120 apprentices, men and women, learning witchcraft. Talk about spiritual darkness. But you know, after hearing the gospel plainly preached, they bow the knee to Jesus Christ. They're learning what it means to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus, and they need Bibles in Indonesia. Why? Because they're scarce. You simply cannot access them there. And so our prayer today is that you won't merely say, that's an interesting story, or it's neat that witch doctors are coming to Christ, but that you'll get involved. Will you help Word FM bless 5,000 Bibleist believers in Asia at only $5 a Bible? $100 sends 20. Call 800-YES-WORD. 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 Or click the Bible League banner at wordfm.com. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. It's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. The new Salem News Channel, the greatest collection of conservative minds, all in one place. Home to the people you trust. Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Refreshingly honest, always unfiltered. Streaming free on your TV 24-7. Intelligent analysis for intelligent people. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. Terry Wardenis here from the Gateway Clipper. Celebrate mom with a family aboard a Mother's Day cruise, sailing Sunday, May 14th. All moms will receive a special gift from all of us at the Clipper. For reservations, visit gatewayclipper.com. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. It will be chilly tonight with a moonlit sky. Tonight's low 37. Partly sunny skies for tomorrow. A great day to be outside. Tomorrow will reach a high of 65. Clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 42. Sunny to partly cloudy Saturday. A great day to be outside. We'll reach a high Saturday of 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Bringing your own snacks from home on your road trip. As opposed to stopping at your sheets, get, go, whatever, and picking up a snack when you might check your oil or gas up your car. Well, it makes sense, but it takes the joy out of the road trip. (laughs) That's all. Mm-hmm. Because when you're logging those miles, you have to look forward to something like, let me get out of the car here and I'm going to get myself a dark Milky Way. Right. Then I'm, I mean, and, oh, oh, wait, we've got peanuts here in the back seat. Don't you want those? Well, then you feel obligated. Like you have to have the peanuts in the back seat because someone went to the trouble of bringing them. And so to then eschew those on your way in to get, you know. And they're going to save you money. 
I hate that. And then the moral obligation is also a reason to dislike the trip you're on. Because you're then, supposed to be having fun. It's a vacation. Yeah, all of a sudden there's like the hard miles one after another, and you're in the back seat, you know, shelling peanuts. It's a heck of a way to spend a road trip. It really is. So it, bringing but your it does, own saving snacks money. from home on your road trip makes sense, but it's not fun. Right. That's the problem. Yeah. It's just not fun. Mm-hmm. All right. In the same We're vein. We're starting a new segment called Is This Fun? No. Yeah. Does this make sense? Taking a bath. Hey, okay, I'm going to fill the tub up. This is controversial. I'm going to get in there, and then I'm going to clean myself up so I can sit in filthy water (laughs) from my skin follicles that are now around. I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. Clearly, you've given your opinion away. That's for sure. I mean, (laughs) I haven't taken a bath probably since maybe the Kennedy administration. (laughs) All right, but here's the thing. I'm going to bring this up, and I know what you're going to say, but I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. If you're in a nice hotel, no, and there's no, a, no. There's a That's nice the last place. bathtub. Someone died in that bathtub. Someone probably was murdered, and then you're taking a refreshing what nap. What is wrong bath. with you no, that your I'm brain never, would go to that Never space. in a million you're... years would I ever take a bath. I'd be hard-pressed to take a bath, let alone one in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> the horrors that go on in that. Haven't you seen The Shining? Listen, no. I'm not saying you're going to Motel 6 no, and taking doesn't matter. A I tell you what, you think like a, a higher zip code for your hotel reduces the violence? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know why violence is part of this no, conversation. No. What goes down that drain? Oh. I don't want to know. Do it's not co- take a bath in a hotel. If you're in a nice hotel. It doesn't a- matter. No, it does not. I'm sorry. Don't bath, do that. Do it. 101.5 WORD. When God created us, he had a purpose for our lives. I'm Alan Jackson. I have the privilege of joining you each weekday to open our Bibles together. The Bible tells us that God has made us what we are. And in our union with Christ Jesus, he has created us for a life of good deeds, which he has already prepared for us to do. Join me and let's see what God has for us today. A fresh look at scripture. Weekday mornings at 930. Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. I'll never forget my first pair of Jordans. I mowed neighbor's lawns all summer to save up because I was certain those Jordans were going to make me touch the rim. But then the new shoe blister to which I gritted my teeth and kept wearing them because blisters go away, but brand new Jordans are forever. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and this is exactly like buying a new home right now. Interest rates are higher, an annoying short-term blister, but home prices have come down quite a bit, creating a big opportunity. Because interest rates can go away, but the price you pay for a new home is forever. We've got hundreds of listeners buying their dream home now, while prices have dropped, with a plan to refinance the interest rate blister down the road. We have a direct lender advantage that can often get you a better rate, and we provide a $1,000 lender credit at closing to all our radio friends. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing for 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Studies show decades of increased taxpayer spending per student has failed to improve educational performance. Can't we do better? Pittsburgh's Christian schools say we can 
If you're looking for a safe environment for kids to learn, challenge, and grow, where character matters and academic excellence is served by highly qualified teachers who partner with parents, consider Christian education. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees while they last at wordfm.com slash tuitions. AM radio provides always-on news, sports, talk, traffic, and weather reports. And it's also a vital service that provides important emergency information when your community needs it most. Tell Congress you need AM radio to stay in your car. Because when cell phones and the Internet are down, this free emergency service is critical. And when you don't have electricity, radio in the car is often your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Hollywood writers are on strike, the Writers Guild of America. So what does that mean for us, mere mortals? My uh, streaming shows, are they going to follow up with episode nine? Uh, is Colbert going to be off the air forever or whomever I, I choose to engage with late night television? How is that even going to work? We're happy to have Alyssa Wilkinson back to answer those and even more questions. Film critic at Vox.com. Been writing about film and culture for a long time all over the place. Rolling Stone, The Washington Post, The Atlantic, lots of places too numerous to name. Um, she's the author of a terrific book called Salty, which we will talk about later in today's segment. Alyssa, welcome back. Thanks. It's great to be here. Yeah, our pleasure, Alyssa. Okay, so Writers Guild of America. How many, how many writers do you think are under that union umbrella? Um, it's a very large union. I'm actually in a sector of that union, but not the one that is um, that's on strike. Um, but the striking sector is about eleven thousand five hundred people. Ooh, give wow. or take a few. It's a lot of people. Yeah. So that's the lifeblood mm-hmm. of Hollywood or anything that you know we're seeing on screens, large or small. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, you know, unless it's a very low budget film, it probably was made with. Uh, you know, with a WGA member or six or 12. <laughs> so then this happens from time to time that, you know, um, mm-hmm. a, a contract is up for the Writers Guild of America. They, uh, the two sides, all the producers and the studios and whatnot, they can't reach an agreement on the basic tenets of, of writer's salary and working conditions and whatnot. But now there's a brand new wrinkle in this, which is really weird. Please talk to us about this. Yeah, well, I mean, before we mention what it is, we should jump back and say 15 years ago was the last time there was a strike, people might remember. And uh, the contract comes up every three years, but that was the last time there was a strike. And at that time, a large part of it was having to do with how much writers would get paid if their work was on streaming. Uh, And at that time, streaming was not really a thing we were doing very much, Um, you know, and the studios actually wanted to tell the writers that they wouldn't get any residuals, which is kind of like royalty payments, um, if their work was on t- was on streaming. But, you know, at the time, people said, well, why would you want to watch TV on your computer? <laughs> that was the line. So, you know, fast forward 15 years later, and we kind of know the answer, and that's the big issues here. But the other big issue is uh, AI. 
So, you know, the question of whether AI will be used not just like a tool, but as a way to replace humans in the writing process. Uh, the WDA is making some apps that will ensure that anyone who's involved with writing, uh, you know, original material is ultimately going to be a human and that humans won't uh, find their salaries cut because an AI is cutting them out of the process. Uh, you know, and their argument is in part that that just results in better better stuff for us to watch. Um, but the studios really have not responded to that at all. And it's a little it's a little scary. Yeah. OK, so then that same thread, then if 15 years ago we were fighting about why would anybody want to watch something on their computer? And now here we are. And so 15 years from now, will we look back and go, well, look, there was all this concern about artificial intelligence and computers writing scripts for movies and TV shows. And now look what's happened. I mean, is that yeah. really a distinct possibility? Yes, that very much. And it, it probably won't be 15 years. It'll probably be like three, right? So when you think about it, a lot a lot of people I've talked to have been like, well, I don't want to watch something that's written by an AI. Like, it'll be repetitive and boring and whatever. And I kind of have two answers, which is, you've seen how fast AI has developed over the last year. You know, you have to assume it's going to keep developing very rapidly. And then uh, on the other end, uh, the, the entertainment that actually makes the most money right now is the really repetitive stuff. I mean, for instance, the most lucrative cable channel is the Hallmark channel. You know, Are you and serious? I that, yeah, and I, yeah, they make an enormous amount of money. They keep expanding. Other networks have tried to kind of replicate that over the last few years. And the main reason is, you know, it's repetitive, and that's why we watch it, right? Same it's movie. sort of the same story yeah. with a few variations. That is exactly the kind of thing that an AI definitely could get involved with. The question is whether you, you know, when it's the most lucrative thing, then Hollywood's business model is usually to pour all the money at everything that's a sure bet and nothing that's a risk. So that means we end up with more repetition and less original content. Wow. Okay. So maybe AI, <laughs> maybe AI is already involved in the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> we hope not. Uh, you know, we're told, for instance, that uh, that right now in the contract, it is specified that a writer, any credited writer, has to be a human. And then okay. the U.S. Copyright Office has recently said that um, as of right now, they won't copyright any material generated by an AI, which is you know an issue here. But these things move so fast and anything that seems impossible right now shouldn't seem impossible for very long. Right. Okay. So then I, I, the Hallmark channel, then there shouldn't be too long till we see Christian films written by AI. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. And I, I mean, that would be pretty easy to do. You yeah. could ask it to write, you know, a story of like a family that goes through a hard time mm -hmm. and prays together and, you know, changes an AI can do that, <laughs> or or it can generate ideas uh, or a script that then can be handed to a human to punch it up. And part of the issue here is that it you know you pay someone a lot less to kind of make revisions on a script than you do to generate an original idea. But at the end of the day, AIs don't have original ideas; they just regurgitate things that already exist in different kinds of configurations. Right. So then. At this really odd time, very sensitive, how do the Writers Guild of America and the producers get things right? Oh, boy. I mean, that's the question. That's that's why the strike is happening. You know, there was there was this sense 
very early on that um, the producers just really don't want to budge on this, or the studios, I should say, don't really want to budge on this. Um, and it's funny because if you actually look at the numbers, it's pretty clear that they made enormous, I mean, in the tens of billions of dollars uh, profit and growth in the past, just the past few years because of streaming services. Um, and at the end of the day, they have to figure out how they're going to, you know, or whether they're going to um, give the writers what they're asking for, which totals out to around $400 million a year, mm-hmm. um, which actually is, you know, not not all the much more than CEO pay in a lot of those companies. Right, right. So the money's there. The question is, how does it get divvied up? And that's what the writers are concerned about. But I also have been thinking about how what happens with this is going to affect all of us. This is kind of the first test of AI uh, in the workplace, but, you know, everyone has a job that will be affected by AI in some way. So this matters way beyond Hollywood. We're talking to Alyssa Wilkinson, critic and senior culture reporter at Fox and an associate professor of English and Humanities at the King's College. Her book is entitled Salty, Lessons on Eating, Drinking and Living from Revolutionary Women. Um, Alyssa, when you were talking about there being a stipulation that it has to be, you know, a story has to be written by a human. um, How do they know? I mean, this is my (laughs) concern about AI going forward or maybe your concern about programming on TV uh, is that you won't be able to tell. (laughs) Right. Or or it won't matter. I think that's kind of what I've been saying to people is I'm not really worried that AI is eventually going to write better, more interesting, more innovative screenplays with like better jokes or better dialogue um, than the best shows and the best movies. What I am worried about is that it won't matter to people and the consumer just won't care. Um, and that's already really been happening for a long time. But, you know, philosophically, I think art is the way that humans connect to other humans. And it really bums me out to live in an entertainment landscape where I think we've lost sight of that. And we think of entertainment as just something that has to be cut and fit to our specifications and just give me whatever I want right now. Um, But that's definitely the world that we've created over the past, I'd say, 15 or 20 years. Right. Uh, Alyssa, I'm sure you've seen this. Uh, you know, there's been a trailer going around recently for a, a Wes Anderson adaptation of Star mm-hmm. Wars. And I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 clever, but it's also soulless. Um, and, yeah. and I think probably that's going to be the big negative, of course, uh, unless it is repetitive, that, you know, that you can't replace human creativity and the texture and nuance and the beauty of mm-hmm. what we right. are as a reflection of God. Right. I mean, and what you're seeing there is can a machine take two existing, you know, highly creative things that were invented by humans and mash them up? Sure. Yes, it can do that. Um, You know, but that's not that's not creativity in that sense. And it doesn't you know, I watch it and you're like, wow, this is like interesting and cool, maybe. But it's not something I actually want to watch. It almost feels like a punchline to a joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Alyssa, you know, we've been talking about AI from so many different perspectives on the show this week. And this is mm. the one that actually might, like you said at the beginning, affect all of us. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, you know, it's the one that um, in some ways, I guess what's interesting to say is that uh, another wrinkle that's coming up in the near future is that a couple of the other Hollywood guilds, including the Screen Actors Guild, uh, have their contract ending. And think about how worried the actors are about 
their likenesses, their voices being replaced by AIs. And this is like a very, very big issue that's coming up, um, in part because we've seen it happen, right? But it's also true that the, um, the lower you are, kind of the newer you are in the business, the more vulnerable you are to being exploited. And I think a lot of people are also worried about that. So, you know, it's not, it's, it's certainly inevitable that artificial intelligence technology will be used in the future. The question is how and whether we want to like be putting guardrails around it and protecting human creativity and still making it possible for people to pay their bills, which is a huge problem right now in Hollywood. Alyssa's book is called Salty Lessons on Eating, Drinking, and Living from Revolutionary Women. I love this book. I've talked about it several times. Uh, Alyssa, tell people mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, I it was it was sort of a pandemic project, which is funny to say now because it doesn't feel like I wrote it that long ago, but it kind of was. Um, it came out last summer, and it is a collection of nine essays on women from history who I think are interesting. So artists, writers, uh, you know, activists, people who uh, wrote about food or wrote fiction. Um, and I tried to look at them through the lens of food. So some of them are pretty obvious. You know, there's um, Edna Lewis, for instance, who's kind of the the reason that Americans uh, outside the South eat Southern food. She's the, she's the reason. Um, but also people like Hannah Arendt, the philosopher or whoever, just trying to use food as an inroad to their lives and to the interesting lessons that I think they have for us. And there are recipes, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And it has a good cover. Salty, Lessons on Eating, Drinking, and Living from Revolutionary Woman. Alyssa Wilkinson, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, pleasure's ours. Alyssa Wilkinson, uh, she works at Vox, Vox Vox.com, also active on social media, especially Twitter. Alyssa Wilkinson, uh, certainly well worth a read. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the Digital Marketing Specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, 101.5 Word FM and Salem Surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. Are you a writer who's devoted your time to writing a book with Christian morals behind it but need help to get it published? Maybe you wrote a children's book, your memoirs, a devotional, or a mystery with strong moral values at its core. Covenant Books has helped faith-based authors publish, edit, and sell their books through Christian bookstores and major online book retailers. Plus, if you call now at 800-255-9500, we're offering a free writer's guide to help you through the publishing process. Our experienced and dedicated staff will review and notate your manuscript with an editor's eye. 
Then our page designers will format your book to create the appropriate experience for your readers. And if needed, Covenant's talented illustrators will bring your book to life. Most importantly, Covenant Books will help tell your story by printing, marketing, and distributing your book through specialty Christian bookstores and major online book retailers like Amazon, Apple, and many others. Covenant Books, let us help tell your story. For your free writer's guide, call 800-255-9500. That's 800-255-9500. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. You may have attended uh, Comic-Con or some such thing in the past, right? The con thing, right? Mm-hmm. Comic-Con. We're going out there. Yeah, I'm going to dress up to as. The Comic-Con right. thing. Well, I, I saw um, this past weekend that um, there was something called SatanCon in Boston. Where That's the um, something I haven't heard of before. It was billed as the largest satanic gathering in history last weekend. And uh, apparently there were forums and you know things like that. You can go to it. According to the, the event's website, the event included Hellbellies, Visible Satanism in Rural America, Hellbellies, uh, Deconstructing Your Religious Upbringing, um, Sins of the Flesh, Satanism and Self-Pleasure, and uh, reimagining Lilith as an archetype for reproductive justice. So, uh, <laughs> well, that sounds like a good time. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, this uh, largest satanic gathering in history. Uh, a lot of Christians showed up. Okay. To pray for and okay. to uh, evangelize. Um, th- there were reports. Great. Good um, for them. Some people were reporting. Oh, there were hundreds of Satanists who came to Christ. Other reports were saying, no, that is not true. That number does not matter to us. That we were there witnessing and we were uh, being kind. We were showing them kindness and love. Great. While we did attend. I think that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, SatanCon. SatanCon, yeah. Uh, Apparently it was uh, dedicated to Boston Mayor Michelle Wu for her uh, efforts to keep TST. The Satanic Temple. Out of Boston's public spaces. Mm. Okay. Like that's like you like you want to have them in your hometown to hang out, right? Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, the Satanic Temple has been engaged in a feud with the city of Boston that dates back um, before Michelle Wu. In 2021, uh, the group filed a lawsuit against the city for denying its request to give invocations at city council meetings. <laughs> you want to be there again that mm-hmm. sounds like a good time yeah hey guys okay so if you were going to go to a convention 
If you were you had to go to a convention, you can't say no. You have to go to a convention. What kind of a convention are you going to go to? It can be about anything. It could be hobby related or work related or uh, maybe I'd go to like um, a, a visual imagery convention. Interesting. Okay. Photography yeah. and multimedia. Yeah. Something okay. like that. I'd be, okay. be kind of curious about that. Okay. Um, you? You have anything you'd go to? Well, I, I think I'd probably do something in interior design. Okay. I think that's probably what I would do. But to be really honest, if I had to pick something, right. of course, I would. It, it would be nice if it was a subject matter that I was interested in. Yeah. But I might be just as interested in where it's being held. Because mm, if it's like a drag, I'm going to Right. Go. Like if it's in you know yeah. Dayton, Ohio, I might not be all that interested right, in going. Right. I'd go to like... I'd what go to like, what, if, what's it, if it's in Paris, then right. I'd matter. go and study shoe leather. Right. Yeah. I'd go to CandyCon. <laughs> If it was in Paris. <laughs> it's the best of both worlds. <laughs> what do you think about this candy talk, con? Speaking of candy con, talk about uh, today's your birthday, of course. We're just joining yeah. us. Happy birthday, oh, John. Talk about what your sister gave Wait, to you today. One of my sisters sent me a package yesterday from Amazon and said, hey, there's a package for you. And uh, I, I pulled it out. It was heavy. And uh, I said, I'm going to wait till tomorrow to open it up. It was all gift wrap from Amazon. And uh, this morning, I, I, I peeled the paper back. It was five pounds of Swedish fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of fish my man. sister jackie thank you thank you sir oh. yeah i'm gonna have a little constipation trouble yeah there. you <laughs> might have yeah, TMI, maybe I know, some but still. diabetic happy birthday well. happy birthday john thank you thank you very much thank you the ride home with john and kathy a production of salem media group